when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Hey, uh, it's been a while since we've done this, huh? Thanks thanks to everyone who came to our Portland show. That was real fun. Yeah, I hope <clears throat> you enjoyed that. That was on last week, right? <laughs> right. When you, when you hear this? Yes, and... Um... I was nervous. I don't know if listeners oh, yeah, I was can too. tell. You were um, fine. You sounded normal. Well, I mean, you sounded normal too. It's what's you know. It's what between it's between your ears. It's what it's what between what's between your ears that counts. <laughs> between the ferns. It's what Zach Galifianakis. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we, I hope you enjoyed our guest, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I was nervous. It was weird that he agreed to do our show. And you know, I know this sounds very cliche, but no one. Uh, I never really thought about the lights in your eyes and how you can't see the audience. I've heard people talk about that. I didn't think for a podcast it would be like that. Oh, yeah. But I really, it was hard for me not to be able to see people's eyes. Once I finally adjusted, I was like, I'm, I'm back. It, it's weird how everyone in the audience was naked, too, <laughs> including my brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law. Hot. Um, Does so, he listen to this show? Yes, that, of course. That's Great. why he came to the show. Oh, well, I thought he was just you know, oh, doing some familial duty. That, that is quite possible. Uh, that sounds funny, familial, familial duty. 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 That sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like conjugal visit. I was ha- hated when I was waiting in the hallway while my brothers were doing their familial duties. Um, <laughs> okay, so what's the book this week, Matthew? Um, oh, I, you, you're you're gonna get, let me get away with not telling the story. Oh, Great. Oh, right. No, sorry. Go ahead. You have a story for me. Okay, so I don't want to tell this story on the show, but Becky said she would not listen to the story unless I told it on the show. Okay. Um, and. Uh, as I mentioned this uh, to Becky, this story has two morals, uh, which are, number one, I'm a terrible person, and number two, God loves me anyway. Uh, I, I want that to be your memoir title. I'm a terrible person, and God loves me anyway? anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I feel like that's a very uh, uh, Christian um, way of oh, thinking. Oh, that's true. Now, now I don't want you to have that yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Okay. You just killed it. So... Uh, the the day after our live show, uh, the the morning after, um, uh, Molly and Abby from Spilled Milk and I went to this uh, super hipsterish brunch place in North Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, after you ditched me, after we ditched Becky, um, it was it was not where I I was no, had no part in that decision. Mm-hmm. Let's let's definitely hash that out right now. <laughs> uh, so we went to this lunch this brunch place in North Portland uh, called Sweetie D, which was uh, which was very nice. They have nice uh, house made pastries and like a uh, kind of weird uh, hipster place uh, seating and ordering method just to be different. Okay. Um, so did they sell beard oil? Probably. Okay. Um, I mean, the the chilaquiles I ate definitely turned into beard oil, <laughs> not intentionally. So, uh, so we're sitting at this corner table. And it's like a really like you know cramped restaurant, mm-hmm. like uh, you know tiny spaces between tables, and like the main the main uh, corridor of the restaurant is like you know you have to kind of uh, slink between tables to get to the bathroom or the front counter. Um, and uh, these three women are sitting at the table next to us. Um, and uh, there's there's a line for the bathroom, and I look up uh, to see like if uh, if the bathroom line has dissipated. And uh, I see one of the women from the uh, from the table next to us is walking toward the front counter. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my head, not out loud, I'm like, "Whoa, nice butt!" Oh wow! Okay. Oh no! You see where was the story it, is going? Was it Abby or Molly? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it your wife? Surprise visiting you? <laughs> yes, that would have worked well. Let's pretend. Let's pretend. Yes. For, for was this. it me? Because that's awkward. It, it, 
<laughs> we already established that that uh, that we ditched you specifically for that reason, <laughs> so there wouldn't be any weird misunderstandings. <laughs> um, and so, so then I forgot about that, and then uh, she came back to the table, and in the course of getting back into her seat, pressed the the butt in question against my back for like eight seconds, and I'm just sitting there like what? with this like stupid grin on my face, like. What is what? happening? Wow. Uh, and uh, that's the whole story. <laughs> that's the whole story? <laughs> it was it was like no that's the, the whole story? the whole rest of the day was was it was a great day. <laughs> oh my god. There was this incredible build up. Uh-huh. And it was just some girl with a cute butt pressed her buttocks into you for 8 seconds. Is that Okay. Listeners, is that not <laughs> I mean, I admit this is terrible, and I shouldn't. I should have like kept it in my head and never told anyone. But just, like, wouldn't that make your day? I mean, you, Becky, wouldn't that make your day? I mean, it doesn't have to be a butt. Just like, mm. like a vagina. That that, that that's actually going to be the title of my memoir. It doesn't have to be, be a, a butt. butt. That goes against what's going on your gravestone, I know, though. I, know. Um, <laughs> I think that's amazing, and it just shows that. You know, sometimes men are different than women. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm trying not to make a huge generalization. But if I saw a cute girl who I thought she had a really nice body, uh, I don't know if it would make my day if she like pressed up against me for eight seconds. It wouldn't make my day. It would just be like, oh, yeah, she's cute, but it wouldn't right. make my day. Maybe now, right. now, if I already had a crush on her and she did it. Oh, I developed a crush on her. Okay, that's, like, the, that's I think, the that. difference, is that you developed, like, a real crush that could then be validated by eight seconds of butt time, <laughs> whereas it might take me, you know, two weeks and lots of letter writing. To, to clarify, I did not develop a crush on her. I, I had forgotten about her until she came back from the bathroom. But anyway. <laughs> I think it's a good story. Okay, great. You said a minute ago it was a bad story. I'm just trying to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we have a book here. Yeah, no, you made me tell the story. Oh, I mean, you didn't right. know. You didn't know what, didn't, how bad it was. I didn't know. I just, right. I just was responding to how you always are like, oh, you should have made me tell that on the show. You're right, but this time how you should have made me tell it not on the show. And usually, you're funnier with a microphone in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. This was a hilarious butt story. <laughs> so, okay, Aww. so I want to apologize to all women and all humans <laughs> and listeners. I just uh, wanted to, I wanted the story to be that it was someone you knew with the butt and it yeah. was someone deeply awkward. So can we that, change the story that it was your mom? Yes, sure. <laughs> okay. She did come to the show. I know. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the worst. I know. I would I would have to die. I know. It would be great. <laughs> I say where yeah. No, just kidding. Okay. But that would be has it ever happened to you? Where you've, you've ogled someone? Oogled? Never. How do you say that word? Um, I have this conversation a lot, and I still don't know the answer. I, I say ogled, but... I think it's ogled. You're right. Because it's, it's like an ogling laryngologist is an eye doctor. Just like kidding. Ogle, yes. <laughs> no, uh, anyway. Have you ever just, you know, put your eyes on someone and then thought good things and then found out it was someone you already knew? No. Has that ever happened to you? I don't think so. It happened to me once, and I'm not saying this just to look better than you, with my wife. I don't believe you. I, no, it really, I don't believe no, you. No, it really did happen. Why would I make it up? <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Why would I make that it up? Is, it is kind of dumb. It's a dumb thing to make up. And it was a flash. It was just- She flashed you? <laughs> no. 
And I was like, I, oh my God, if I could only, oh, those are mine. Um, <laughs> Attention, April. Becky said, those are hers. <laughs> oh, she knows that. Oh, okay. Do you know the song um, that has a line, um, everyone needs a bosom for a pillow? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my song. I think, that, I think that's a lot of people's song. No, it's okay. my song. Okay, all right. Okay, let's read so, this book. You didn't tell the story. Oh, because it's it's because okay. I know the difference between a good story and a bad story. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay, uh, this book is called Devil's Move, a pol- a thriller by Leslie Wolf. I cannot wait. <clears throat> Chapter one, ready to play. Thursday, May twenty first, Restaurant La Cordonnerie, Paris, France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bad time to take a sip of tea. Whoa. <laughs> Please do that again. Chapter one, ready to play. <laughs> well, because it's the contradiction between that voice and then the French accent. Go ahead. Restaurant <laughs> La Cordonnerie, That's Paris, good. France, or Paris, France. Yeah, my building France. is under construction. You may you may hear some like sweaty hammerings in the background. Oh, that's my memoir title. The loud ringtone shattered the cozy atmosphere of the exclusive <clears throat> exclusive <laughs> restaurant and caused a few diners to frown and throw disappearing, disapproving glances. Disappearing glances. It's like invisible ink. Yes. With it, looks. To frown and throw baguettes. <laughs> Oblivious and rude, the phone's owner took the call in loud, raspy Russian. Da. 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 Raspy. Loud, raspy. Da. Da. Vitya, it's Misha. We're in play, the caller said and then hung up. The Russian continued his dinner. A spark of excitement in his eyes and a faint flicker of a smile at the corner of his mouth were the only visible effects of the call. Duh. He loved playing God. We're in play. Do you like playing God? <laughs> How would you know I was playing? Good point. Chapter two, <laughs> an offer. Wait, that was it? That was it. Thursday, December 3rd, MedStar Georgetown University Hospital, MedStar Heart Institute, Washington, D.C. Waiting. <laughs> Waiting is the absolute worst part of having to deal with hospitals. Robert Wilton nodded to himself absently, letting his weary mind wander. He had waited for almost two hours, counting every minute right outside the conference room whose opaque doors read, Transplant Committee, in black, bold lettering. The impersonal label on the door and the way it stood out against the white, impenetrable glass held a menacing look. I think it's good for glass to be impenetrable. Well, because it could really hurt someone's exactly. dick. Hey, um... <laughs> Do you um do you ever nod to yourself just by yourself? I don't think I've ever just been like, you know, Becky. <sighs> yes, Becky. I'm gonna deny that I do, but I bet you could catch me doing it. I've never seen you nod to yourself. I think it's. I think you could nod when someone's talking to you, but by yourself nodding mm-hmm. is very strange. Maybe on the phone. That's still that's with not, someone. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Unless you have a habit of picking up the phone and talking to yourself. I mean, I don't nod to myself. I do, when I have a bad dream, uh, sit up, bolt, bolt upright in bed and say, <gasps> and also then I go to the bathroom and splash water on my face and look at myself in the mirror like, dear God. You've done all I, those cliche no, things? none of them. <laughs> sit up, bolt upright in yeah. bed. It felt surreal to know that some complete strangers had such decisive power over the destiny of a family. Robert tried to picture the faces of the committee members. Would they be favorable? Would they say yes? What does a transplant committee do anyway? I don't believe there's actually any door with impenetrable glass that says transplant committee in any hospital in the world. What does a transplant committee do they anyway? decide who gets a liver or not, but I don't well, think it says... Well, apparently this guy doesn't know that. It, it, it doesn't say committee on the door. I don't know. If Listeners, if you room. are on a transplant committee, <laughs> we need some parts. Mm-hmm. 
his mind wandered again. <laughs> recalling, <laughs> recalling uh, specifically, I want a butt transplant. <laughs> his mind wandered again, recalling the articles he had read in preparation for this day. They meet, they review the details of each patient, and they decide if that patient makes it, makes it to the waiting list and with what priority. I'm shocked. That's what a transplant committee Apparently, does? Apparently, that is what a transplant committee does. You know what your butt transplant would be? It would be that girl's butt transplanted to your hip. All right, I'll Permanently. take it. Permanently. <laughs> I, I think she might not consent to that. She might miss it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would. Uh, <laughs> you get the whole thing, too, you know. Great. They decide who gets a heart and who doesn't. They decide who lives and who dies. A shudder disrupted Robert's thoughts, and he stifled a sob. She can't die. She's all I have. Please, God. Mr. Wilton? A man's hand gently touched his shoulder. The man had a sympathetic smile and sadness in his green eyes, brought forward by the pale teal of his scrubs. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes, Robert managed to articulate. (laughs) The transplant committee has finished its session, and I'm afraid the news is not so good. Your wife does not qualify for a transplant. Oh, man. No, this can't be. I'm sure this is a mistake. Robert's voice was gaining momentum. This must be a mistake, because you don't know her. She's wonderful. She's all I've got. Why Please. The, why is his voice so pinched? Uh, well, he's upset because, <laughs> yeah. because his wife's not getting a heart. Aww. Robert grabbed the man's sleeve, pleading with him, his breathing shattered by uncontrollable sobs. Sir, I understand this must be very hard for you to hear, and I can assure you this decision was not taken lightly by our committee. Your wife is almost at the age limit, which is 65, and unfortunately our rules are very clear about transplant candidates with a history of substance or alcohol abuse. I'm very sorry. Oh, man, this is a sad story. I know. Hope flickered in Robert's mind. What are you talking about? She's not an addict. You got it all wrong. There must be some mistake. Please tell the committee they can give her a heart because she's not an addict. Please, tell the committee they can give her a heart. Seriously? It was repeated? No. You have, uh, <laughs> you have all your facts wrong. Please. Sir, I'm afraid our information is accurate, the man continued in the same professional, sympathetic, almost whispered tone of voice. She might not be an addict, but she has a DUI on her record in the, in the past 10 years, and that's an instant disqualifier. Oh, geez, harsh. If that's an instant disqualifier, why did they have to have this meeting? Exactly. <laughs> okay. And they just let him sit outside the door? I don't think so. Yeah. None of this. Just looking through the glass. No. Uh-huh. Impenetrable. The man stopped for a minute, letting Robert process the information. Pallor took over Robert's tired, tear-stained face as he grasped the finality of the transplant committee's decision. I wish there were more we could do. I am very sorry. The man paused again for a few seconds. Is there anyone we can call for you? Robert stood with difficulty. Call my wife. <laughs> yeah. Tell her. Tell her she's gonna die. And then can you call me an Uber? <laughs> Robert stood with difficulty, barely aware his muscles were crying with pain from the tension he had been accumulating on that waiting room chair. This is terrible writing. I need air, he thought, heading with unsteady steps toward a door at the end of a very long corridor. His mind had registered the sunshine coming through that door whenever someone had walked through it. How do people walk these corridors? How do people leave here and tell their families it's over? Robert's mind was wandering again. If these walls could Focus, talk... Robert. If these walls could talk, oh, God. they would scream. No, that's the worst line ever. <laughs> if, no. if these walls could talk, they would puke. Oh, come on. He sat down on a bench right outside the building in the warm sunshine offered by a mild December. He didn't feel able to walk any farther. This isn't happening. This can't happen. Please, God. Holding his head in his hands and rocking back and forth, he finally let the uncontrollable sobs out, gasping for air. Mr. Wilton, a man interrupted. 
Go away. There's nothing you can do for me, Robert said, not even looking up to see who was standing there. That's not true, Mr. Wilton. There might be something I can do for you, (laughs) the man said, taking a seat on the bench. Mm -hmm. Robert looked at the stranger. He wasn't dressed like a hospital employee, and he definitely was not the man from the committee. He absently registered minor details about this man. Pricey suit jacket worn on top of a black turtleneck, expensive watch, a faint scent of high-end cologne, light, short-trimmed, thinning brown hair, high forehead, intelligent eyes, but cold as ice, wrinkled face, very wrinkled. What? Very wrinkled <laughs> Very face. wrinkled. Okay. Should we take it to a break and, should... fun- and then learn who Mr. Wrinkly is? <laughs> Love to know. And we're back. Okay, let's see what the devil's... What's the devil's Dev- movement? Devil's movement. Devil's movement. <laughs> <laughs> That's something different. Okay, so um, he, Mr. Wrinkly. Okay. My name is Warren Helms, the stranger continued, mm-hmm. and I have only one question for you. Mm-hmm. He paused, waiting for Robert to shake his hand. Hesitantly, Robert shook the man's hand. Great. (laughs) What would you do to save your wife's life? Helms asked. Anything, Robert answered without thinking. Anything at all. Just ask. I have some money. I could raise more. Hope flooded his heart. Oh, it's not that complicated. It's not about money, Mr. Wilton. It's much easier than that. Helms paused, looking at Robert with inquisitive eyes. Robert was hanging on every word. He was ready. We'll just need a small favor from you at the right time. Okay. What, what kind of favor, Robert asked, concern seeping into his voice. Nothing you wouldn't normally do. Nothing out of the ordinary. Helms stopped for a second and then continued while starting to get up. But if you're uncomfortable, just say so and I'll be on my way. No, Robert almost <laughs> yelled, grabbing the man's arm. No, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, then we have a deal. Now go home to Melanie and tell her you both are going to Vermont where she'll be getting a new heart. I will call you with the details. Start packing today. This is really a creepy premise. The surgery will happen sooner than you think. Okay, so uh, let's let's take a break for our game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, as you know, uh, Mr. Robert Wilton said, what kind of favor? And Mr. Helms said, nothing you wouldn't normally do. Nothing out of the ordinary. Now, this is a long book, and we are not going to get to what the favor is Mm -hmm. during during this show. Uh, And I have no idea what it is because I didn't read ahead because I'm way too lazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's speculate. What is uh, uh, Mr. Helms going to ask uh, Robert to do in exchange for a heart? Well, in exchange for the fact that his wife won't die, like for life, for for life of his his wife. So you said nothing out of the ordinary, but that's really dependent on the beholder of... It's dependent on the beholder. (laughs) Dependent on the person, what's out of the ordinary. So I, having just listened, he must penetrate the impenetrable glass. (laughs) That's that's kind of similar to one of mine. Okay. Uh, Okay, so I I came up with three. You're going to go to this address. When you go inside, you'll see a desk. Ring the bell. A woman will come to the front. Give her this slip of paper and $50 cash. She'll hand you several zipper bags with hooks on top. Bring them to me at the appointed time. You want me to pick up your dry cleaning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Uh, Got any others? Oh, mine are dumb. Oh, let's, mine get dumber as they go. Oh, okay. So, basically, I, I was very literal here, that if if you don't do this, your wife will die. Sure. Interpret however you like. You must kill your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Kill your wife. Mm -hmm. If you don't kill your wife, we'll kill your wife. Whoa. 
is yeah. paradoxical. Paradoxical. Okay, I'll go I, ahead. I feel like that's an M.C. Escher painting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, uh, take this foil-wrapped parcel to your house. Do not open the parcel. Place it on your stove and turn on the heat. Shake Chippy the parcel Bob. back and forth until it expands into a domed shape. Again, do not open the parcel. Oh. Bring it back to me. Oh, my God. I love the way you did this. I was I, I didn't know how I was going to go I with it. I wish I would have done it this way. Oh. And then I was like, I really want some Jeffy Bob. Okay, but that was so smart. I, I did it much more dark. Oh, that's Very fine. dark. You must signal that you're taking a right turn in traffic. If you don't, your wife will die. Do something ordinary. Oh, I see. Don't do yeah, the yeah. ordinary okay. thing. Yeah, your no, wife that makes will sense. Die. Yeah, sure. I want you to fuck my wife. That's it. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> you must change the batteries in a video camera located in my bedroom so that I can capture better video of me fucking your wife. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. You must drink this drink meant for your wife. It has poison in it. Otherwise, your wife would die. <laughs> that's that's true. These are good. Okay. All right. We should write thrillers. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Okay. The surgery will happen sooner than you think. Chapter three, overhaul. Monday, December 14th, news of the hour, special edition report, nationally syndicated. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The anchor paused slightly the way she normally did for dramatic effect. Oh, sorry. I gave her like a deep, like Tom Brokaw yeah, voice. It's okay. Her wavy blonde hair and perfect makeup showcased a face filled with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do, when you want to really showcase your excitement-filled face, what do you do? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was scary. <laughs> In an announcement that took everyone by surprise earlier today, the White House confirmed that President Mason has signed off oh, on the- Oh, thank God, President Mason. Who is it? <laughs> I don't care. Oh, my God. Let's live in this book. <laughs> President Mason, the end. <laughs> has signed off on the initiative to have the next presidential elections brought to the 21st century, as the president himself phrased it. Wouldn't he what? say brought into the 21st yes. century? Brought to no, the... Just, no, it says to that. the door. Right. The door of the 21st right. century. Knock, knock. The American presidential election, a democratic institution in itself, and the single most important <laughs> in process in, in our Rest democracy. In yeah, remember when we had yeah, that? remember. Has been maintained almost unchanged for more than a century. Until now. Traditionally handled via paper ballots. Yeah, this is this, this is a is timely pick, pick, huh? Wow. Traditionally handled via paper ballots marked with pens or by punched holes, the, the election process has had little innovation brought to it, with the exception of sporadic county-level initiatives. This is a fantasy book, clearly. Yeah. For next year's presidential elections, we are now looking at a completely overhauled process involving technology, such as touchscreen monitors and centralized electronic data storage Goodbye. and analysis. Hanging. Goodbye, hanging chats. Mm-hmm. The camera zoomed out, allowing the studio guest to become visible on the screen. Yes. Time out. Good romance novel, gay men, called Hanging Chad. I, I guarantee that exists. You think? Look it up. Okay, go ahead. The camera zoomed out, allowing the stu studio guest to become visible on the screen. Our guest tonight is the initiator of the elections process overhaul, California Senator Sidney Mulligan. Senator, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for the invitation, Stephanie. Always a pleasure. The senator smiled at the camera. Senator, please tell us what made you decide to spearhead this initiative. Very simple, Stephanie. It was way overdue. Election data is crucial information, highly sensitive, and time critical. Until now, on numerous occasions, due to the imperfect process we currently have involving paper ballots and all the processes related to paper voting, 
We have seen allegations of tampering, miscounting, and influencing, just to mention a few. Hold up. There's a Russian involved in this in this book. Oh, for sure. And we're talking about elections. Uh-huh. Yeah. Continue. I Yeah. Like the situation we had in Florida in 2000, if you recall. The senator stopped talking, allowing Stephanie to engage. Yes, I do recall. Wasn't that when the machines punched holes in the ballots that were not clearly associated with the ballot options? Mm-hmm. Precisely. Based on that experience and on other situations where I felt, we felt, that the democratic process of elections is jeopardized by its own archaism, I have decided not to sit idle and instead to drive this change. Okay. (laughs) That's what motivated me to rally some resources and begin exploring the possibility of an overhaul. This is so boring. Get to the point. How difficult was it for you to see this initiative approved? Relatively difficult, I might say. Okay, I'm I'm going to move ahead. (laughs) Maybe we should have started with this question. How will it all work? What will change in the voting process? How will the voters' experience change? You haven't gone far enough ahead. Very little will actually change in the voter experience, but the change will be critical. I'm reading a pamphlet. (sighs) (sighs) You should read ahead more. (laughs) (laughs) No. Your laziness is killing us. Okay. The voting system will be housed by a data processing government contractor vetted by the NSA. That's the National Security Agency, with the highest level of security in place. The versatility of this new system enables the device to offer all the state-specific and local ballots. Oh, no. I've never thought I'd say this, but please go back to the transplant transplant committee <laughs> meeting. I'm sorry. That, that, uh, you cannot appeal the transplant committee's decision. That, that, uh, that is done. Or, or, the box is closed. Go back to the, the if these walls could talk, they'd scream. That was more interesting. (laughs) One last question, Senator, Stephanie said. Are you worried? Do you have any concern that this overhaul might not go as planned? No, I am not worried. Not at all. The Senator's calm smile lingered. Thank you very much for your time with us here tonight, Senator. This was very interested and informative and extremely boring. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Nielsen rating, we're now at a zero share. Uh, Okay. Chapter four, a contract. Meadowwood Mall Starbucks, Reno, Nevada. Hello? Coffee spilled on, on, on the table as the cup tipped over in the man's rush to pick up the call. This is Helms. Travel arrangements are made. She's arriving on the 23rd at 8.25 p.m. American Airlines Flight 1075 from D.C. via Dallas-Fort Worth. Get the job done. Yes, sir, the man answered as the caller hung up. Put a heart in her. Chapter 5. Oh, God. <laughs> We're just... <laughs> Wow, we we had like a 20-page voting pamphlet uh-huh. guide, and then... I skipped. You, you would not believe how many pages I skipped no, in there. It's m- many more than you think. Oh, my yes. God. Chapter 5, Training, Carmel Valley Beach, San Diego, California. <laughs> Alex Hoffman landed hard on her back. The air knocked out of her lungs despite landing on sand. Oh, she's going to need a lung transplant. Nice. She grunted and spat out some of the sand that had stuck to her tongue. She tried to get to her feet, but then gave up and settled on the wet beach, still dizzy, eyes open under the fine December mist. I hate you, she said, giving Lou a look of deep resentment. I hate you very much right now. Words cannot describe. Oh, well, give it a try at least. I hate you very Very much. much. Who says that? Very much. Very much. Yeah, whatever, Lou said, unmoved. Now get back on your feet. You're very vulnerable when you're down. Okay. So this is in- important information for everyone doing like martial arts training. Yeah. When you're when you're lying flat on your ass on the beach, you're that's vulnerable. a vulnerable position. That's a vulnerable position. Not a position of strength. No. By the way, um, 
I want to interrupt you for one second. I Please, because I'm so I'm bored. Trying so, uh, there is, as you might get, might have guessed, a uh, romance novel called Hanging Chad. I it, did guess. In, you did the Willow Springs Ranch Book Four, Hanging Chad, okay. with no reviews, unfortunately. Oh, sorry, Chad. Um, I guess Chad dies in the book. <laughs> Maybe. I guess Chad's. Oh, you making a, like a noose joke? I'm making a noose joke. <laughs> okay. Don't care anymore, she whimpered. Just go away. No can do, boss. We only have a few days to get you in shape. Up! I am in shape, she grunted angrily. I look great. She got up, shaking the sand off her sweats and trying to arrange her wet hair. I am in great shape, and I can take care of myself. Thank you very much. Wrong and wrong, Lou said. (laughs) With a swift movement of his arms, he grabbed her and twisted her in the air. This time she landed face down in the sand. Ugh, she spat. Enough already. I think I get your point. She curled on her side, not caring about the wet sand anymore. But I am in great shape, even if I don't know martial arts or whatever this is. I'm not G.I. Jane, nor do I intend to be. Not ever. Is this like a clean book where they can't swear? Because it, it seems, seems like they're like trying it. really hard not to use language you would use if someone shoved you on your back. Well, I mean, she did say ug. I mean, no one would say ug if someone just kicked them. They'd be sure. like, fuck, or crap, or shit, or something. I would say ug. No, you wouldn't. No one says ug. <laughs> Sure, you're in great shape to go clubbing, nothing more, and you look great in one of those short skirts. But when things got rough, I had to bail your ass, if you so kindly oh, remember. Oh, but they do say bail your ass. What does that mean exactly? It's like when a boat is filling with water? Exactly, yes. It's, I believe he meant bail your ass out. Uh-huh, but, but I like bail your ass. I had to bail your ass. Whoa. Right, yeah, so you had to get a bucket. Oh, that's like, you need to go to a transplant committee if you're having that For kind of sure. problem. yeah. I'm a doctor. I'm having to bail my ass several times a day. Alex felt the sting. I guess there's jellyfish on the beach. I guess so. So what? That's what we do for each other in this job. That's what we're supposed to do. Have each other's backs. Plus, I already thanked you. Yeah, but what if I'm not there? What if none of us are there when you need help? Do you want to die before your time? Are you in a hurry or something? Or do you want the last thought that goes it through your head before you die to be... I now die of laziness because I could have learned how to defend myself, but I was too complacent to get my ass off that sand and work with one of the best close combat trainers oh I could God. have hoped for. Oh. I'm sorry, that can't be the last no. thought that comes that goes through your head because, because that thought is long. seven minutes long and you would have died long before you got six words into it. Absolutely. Lou approached her and offered his hand to help her get up. Up you go. You don't ever lose an opportunity to list your talents. Modesty sure ain't one of them. You also should have started with hacking, which I'm sure is the strongest skill you have. Hacking? You should have stuck to hacking. It would have hurt less. Hacking. I guess he's a martial arts trainer and a A hacker? hacker? She grunted with a smile. Or coughing is what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) And patted him gently on his well-developed forearm. Oh. Okay, but whatever you do, don't throw me to the ground again or I will start crying. Oh, God. Deal. But only for today. And you get to do whatever I ask you to do without argument. We've already wasted 48 minutes squabbling. Hey, we've already wasted 31 minutes. I think we're done. We only have a few days, so let's make the most of them. And that is Devil's Move by Leslie Wall. Wow. A Russian, a transplant committee. Uh Uh-huh. Bailing ass. It had it it all. We need to bail ass out of here. Yeah, it had, this book had it all. All right, well, what are we going to be reading next time? I feel like I've learned so much about how an election works. (laughs) Uh, all right, so next time... Oh, it's, that's you. Okay. Next time we're reading... I was just testing you. Yeah. Good job. Next time we're reading Bail Ass by Nicole... Will- <laughs> no. Roommates with Benefits by Nicole Williams. 
Is this gonna, is this gonna be super gay? I have no idea. What you you're the one who just told me I should read ahead. No, I did read the whole thing. Okay. Um, it's it's not gay. It's not it's not super gay. It's super straight. Oh, okay. Oh, phew. Thank, phew, I know. Thank why, God. why were you worried? Were you concerned? It was, it's Pride Month, Matthew. I know. I feel like you're trying to convert me. I totally am. I, mean, I want that toaster. <laughs> oh, no, you don't get a toaster you for don't... converting a, a straight man. You must, you get a toaster for converting a straight woman. Oh, what, so what do you think you get? Hmm. What would I get? Um, I think I would get. You already have a Subaru, right? No, I don't. <laughs> I had a scooter until this morning. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. My scooter was stolen this morning. You're going to have to talk to the scooter transplant committee. <laughs> They're going to say no. It's too old, and it was had a DUI. Oh. Um, what do I get if I convert a straight man to, to being gay? That's a great question. I think I get um, a box collection of RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice. Okay. Okay. All right. See you next time. Wait. Where can they find us? Oh, look inside this book club. <laughs> that was gay, what you just did. <laughs> He just put his hands up and went, oh. <laughs> Look inside this book club, dot com, uh, where uh, if you forget what that uh, next book was called, as I already have. You Roommates can, with Benefits. You can find it there. Uh, please leave our lesson. <laughs> he said, he's trying to say, please leave us a review. You guys, some several of you have left reviews recently. Thank T- you. Tim, thank you. Yes, A couple you. other people, they've been very lovely. We're at 34 reviews right now. 34 is not a particularly unlucky number. That being said, my stretch goal is to get to 40. Well, I mean, it's got a four in it. Four is an unlucky number. To who? Uh, and, you know, in uh, China, Japan. Is it really? Yeah, because cool. the word sounds like the word for death. Does it really? Mm-hmm. Um, What's the word for death in Japanese? See. And that sounds like four? Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh, in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got it. There's one more. Oh, Facebook.com slash look inside TVC, uh, which this, this week stands for look inside this. Um, uh, Booty call. Not really. No, no we can't. It has better. nothing to do with the book. No, uh, I was thinking I, I to your story. I was trying for your something, buttocks. something cardiac. Car, um, oh, but oh, okay, hold on. Uh, bailed. Oh, what committee? Look inside this. This. Uh, oh. Um, this, look inside this butt committee. Oh yeah, look inside this butt committee. That brings it all together. All right. See you next time. Nuts and nutters. <clears throat> Nuts and nutters.